Are you trying to squeeze the starting solid food stuff into your already busy schedule? Well, I have an all-in-one done-for-you solution that's going to take the guesswork out of feeding your baby. My online program is called Baby Led Weaning with Katie Ferraro. It contains all of my baby led weaning training videos, the original 100 First Foods content library, plus a 100-day meal plan with recipes like the exact sequence of which foods to feed in which order. So if you want to stop trying to piece all this feeding stuff together on your own, I would be honored if you would join me inside of the program. You can get signed up at babyledweaning.co slash program. Checking in about food allergies and introducing allergenic foods. And have you done peanut with your baby yet? Well, intact nuts and thick globs of nut butters like peanut butter are choking hazards for babies, but we want to get that peanut protein into your baby early and often in order to help lower the risk of peanut allergy down the road. My absolute favorite way to introduce peanuts for babies is using the Puffworks Baby Peanut Puffs. So When you hear puffs, like you're probably like, oh, those starchy little puff things. Like, no, no, no. Not the little ones that earlier eaters can't pick up. Those kind of crappy puffs from the store that have added sugar and refined grains and lots of salt. Uh uh. The Puffworks baby peanut puffs have no added sugar. They have just a smidge of sodium for preservatives, and they are the perfect size for baby led weaning. They're about the size of your adult pinky finger. So, you can, baby can pick them up, self-feed them, but they're so soft that they dissolve in your baby's mouth so you can introduce these peanut puffs even before your baby has teeth. Puffworks also makes a baby almond puff for the safe introduction of a separate allergenic food category. That's tree nuts. And now, finally, Puffworks put out a combo case. So it's half baby peanut and half baby almond. So if you want to grab one case, then you can knock out two new allergenic foods. We do these on different days, though. These are just the no-stress, low-mess way to get peanut and tree nut out of the way. So you can get 15% off everything at puffworks.com when you use the affiliate discount code BLWPOD. That's a new code. It's BLWPOD. Use that sucker at checkout at puffworks.com and get peanut and tree nut safely out of the way. And a couple of years ago, I made the shift away from making some of these recipes. For example, like the mini mushroom meatloaf recipe. I used to make it in muffin tins, but I moved to the mini loaf pan for a number of reasons. First of all, easier to clean up. But secondly, the final product of a mini loaf pan, especially compared to like like a big meatloaf, like that's a lot of work when it's done. You got to cut it all up and how are you going to store it? The mini loaves when they come out they're already very close, at least the length, to the size of the food that we want to offer to the baby for baby led weaning, which is about the size of your adult pinky finger. Hey there, I'm Katie Ferraro, registered dietitian, college nutrition professor, and mom of seven specializing in baby led weaning. Here on the Baby Led Weaning Made Easy podcast, I help you strip out all of the noise and nonsense about feeding, leaving you with the confidence and knowledge you need to give your baby a safe start to solid foods using baby-led weaning. Hello and welcome back. Today, I want to share 10 tools that I use every day in my home kitchen to simplify feeding babies. And one thing that my oldest daughter pointed out, she's like, mom, I feel like you've been cooking so much more lately. So I spend a lot of time cooking for babies and I sometimes run out of steam and energy to actually cook food for my own family. So they end up eating variations of baby led weaning food, generally with more salt and sugar added to them because they're older kids now. But I've been going through my entire 100 First Foods daily meal plan and revamping all of my recipes. We're really working to try to bring food costs down to kind of streamline and standardize the ingredients. So I've been making 
every week five new foods for my friend Carissa's baby, baby Ezra. So maybe you're tired of me hearing me talk about baby Ezra. I feel like it's been very top of mind because for basically 140 days. So we have a 20 week meal plan. So there's five new foods a week, but then we have like a maintenance meal plan for the weekends to reintroduce the allergenic foods. So it's basically seven days of food a week times 20 weeks. It's a 140 day meal plan. It's kind of a bear, but it's been such a blast really, really getting deep inside of my own content, kind of tearing everything down, rebuilding it back up based on a lot of feedback from parents. And as a result, I spent a ton more time cooking than I normally do. So normally each day I might cook like one hour per day working on recipes and content for my program. But at this point, I'm up to like almost three hours a day. Um, I'm also at the same time revamping my whole 100 First Foods content library, which is a different part of our program for families that want kind of the choose your own adventure approach. They want to pick the five foods each week that they feed their babies and they don't want to go in the same particular order as my meal plan. So we've got something for everyone, but there's a few tools that I have been like constantly washing. I'm like, oh my gosh, I use this literally every day. So that's the impetus behind this episode. I wanted to share 10 tools that I use every day to simplify feeding babies. And my goal is to help you realize that you don't need to buy expensive kitchen equipment. I mean, if you guys saw my kitchen, it's literally falling apart. We moved into our house just before the pandemic and we bought it from friends who are my parents' friends who had gotten divorced and they had, the mom told me straight up, she's like, the house needs a lot of work. And I was like, I don't care. We just need the space. And now that we've been in here for a couple of years, I want nothing more than to redo my kitchen. <laughs> the day of, one of my babysitters was doing dishes at a piece of the granite countertop fell off on her toes. Like no joke. <laughs> she was fine. Thank God she had good shoes on, but literally my kitchen is falling apart. And I don't feel like I buy any new kitchen equipment stuff. Like we're just kind of operating on, you know, getting by some days is what I will say. And you do not have to have expensive kitchen equipment. You do not have to have a fancy kitchen. You do not have to buy expensive foods for your babies to learn how to eat. You do not need to spend a lot of money in order to help your child develop a solid, loving relationship with food from their first bite. So here's a couple of tools that have been working for me. And I've definitely been incorporating these into a lot of the recipes and the program that I have, because I think they really will help you as well. So the first one, if you know me, then you, this is not a surprise, mini loaf pan. I'm obsessed with the mini loaf pan. I used to make a lot of fritters for baby led weaning, which involved frying, which would only make my kitchen messier. Then I discovered the mini loaf pan. I'm like, why am I not just baking off a lot of these little fritter-like things that you can also put in muffin tins. But here's my beef with muffin tins. Like, let's say you're making a meatloaf. Like one of the my favorite recipes from our program is our mini mushroom meatloaf recipe. Not intended to hide mushrooms because I don't think you should ever hide vegetables in food, but sauteed rubbery mushrooms for early eaters do not work. But if you pulse the mushrooms and you cut it half and half with beef, which by the time we get to mushroom day in our program, babies have already had beef. I think it's a wonderful way to introduce the new food mushroom. But I don't want to make like one big meatloaf because I have to cut it all up and cut it into little pieces. If I make mini loaves, when you take the mini loaf out, it works out to be, you can cut it into pieces that are about the size of your adult pinky finger, which is the shape and the size of foods that we want to serve to babies, especially early on in baby led weaning. With a muffin tin, which is round, there's some waste because if you cut off the edges there, the really small pieces, the baby's not going to be able to pick that up because they don't have their pincer grasp yet. And you're going to have to like throw it out or waste it. Or I end up, I do sometimes put like the tiny pieces into the bowl of the tiny spoon and put it in the baby's hand and let them eat it that way. But I'm all about the mini loaf pan because the end result ends up being closer to the final size that I want. It's less work for me to cut a mini loaf 
of whatever it is that I baked. For example, we just did kidney beans. So my kidney bean pie recipes, we bake them off in mini loaf pans. You can get a mini loaf pan on Amazon and eight mini loaf pan. There's also 12 ones. I have a large family. I cook for on average 10 people a day. So my seven kids, my husband, me, and our au pair who lives with us and helps us with the kids. So I have a 24 pan mini loaf pan. And I so actually some of the feedback and part of the reason why I redid all the recipes in my program is because people will be like, could you please not write recipes that make like so much because my freezer is full of all this extra baby led weaning food. Like I don't anticipate or want you guys to have to cook every single day. If you can make some extra foods and store them for your baby to eat throughout the week. But I also get that like not everyone is cooking for 10 people. So I'm trying to be more normal and reasonable in the yields of my recipes. So if you search on Amazon, just look for mini loaf pan, eight cavity or eight mini loaves. The word cavity sounds so weird in that context, but it's like 15 bucks. And I swear to gosh, anything that you used to make in a muffin tin, start making it in the mini loaf pan, your baby will love it and you'll love yourself. That's number one. Next up on the list of tools that I use every day, certainly my food processor. My life is already very cluttered. I feel like I do not like kitchen countertop appliances. I was talking about this to Amy Palingen. I don't know if you guys follow her at Yummy Toddler Food, and we're kind of both in the same boat. Like, I don't want all the appliances on my counter, but if there was one that you like, you have to leave it on the counter, you can never use it again. We both agree that it would be the food processor. And again, I'm generally making larger volumes of food. I have a large food processor. So I use a Cuisinart food processor. I have a 14 cup. I bought one. Well, actually, my husband bought it like he, when he was only my boyfriend. And I was like, who is this guy buying me kitchen stuff? Like, that's kind of presumptuous. Like, this guy thinks I'm going to cook for him. And so for a while, just out of like, despite, I like didn't really use it because I'm like, that's weird. That's a weird thing to buy someone. And then like, I used it once and I was like, oh my gosh, this thing is amazing. I'm never cutting another onion. I'm never cutting celery. I'm never cutting carrots, like literally anything that needs to be cut. Actually, the other day, one of my kids was like, do you even know how to cut stuff? You just use that all the time. I do not have the best knife skills. I will admit to that. The food processor is my lifesaver. Now, someone asked me on a podcast, I was on their cooking podcast, what do you prefer more, a blender or a food processor? Honestly, I use them both probably equally, but if I only had to choose one, it would probably be the food processor. I just... I think I love, I don't know. I just love the extra large food processor and I would leave it on my counter overnight is how much I love it. So I use it a lot for, we do make a lot of fritters. We do make a lot of foods that like there's certain foods. I was just talking about the mushrooms, right? I am not going to chop up all the mushrooms to go in the mini mushroom meatloaf. So for the mini mushroom meatloafs, not only am I going to pulse the onions in there before I saute them. You don't even have to saute them though, actually. Um, I'm going to put the mushrooms in there and get them diced up pretty fine. Then I'm just going to put the half a pound of ground beef in there and the egg and the seasonings in there, pulse it a couple of times and voila, the batter for the meatloaf is all ready to go. And I didn't really have to touch anything with my bare hands, which I kind of appreciate. So I think a little food process, my mom has a super small food process and it bugs me so much because she has six kids and 20 grandkids that live here in San Diego. And we routinely go over to her house. And I'm like, dude, mom, if you had like the big one, she's like, don't buy me the big one. I like my small food processor. And I watch her do like 15 batches of onions. I'm like, you could have done that in the big food processor, but to each their own. I think a food processor is going to save you a ton of time. And it helps a lot to get the pieces of food really small. Now we don't offer obviously small pieces of food to the baby. We're not cutting them up small so the baby can pick them up and eat them. That's not the point. A lot of these foods, when you're making these combination food recipes, so when you're starting to add multiple textures for your baby and cook or bake or fry them into something that you then will cut into pieces about the size of your adult pinky finger, saving a lot of time, not having to cut that stuff up by yourself. I think the food processor is wonderful. I do have like dietitian and cooking friends who enjoy cutting things up. So 
maybe if that's your thing, you don't need a food processor, but I definitely need it and use it every day. Hey, we're going to take a quick break, but I'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. If you've been thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's a convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online experience. All you do is just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can also switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. I used to think therapy was just for people who have experienced major trauma, but therapy can help you be at your best no matter what you're going through. So whether it's to learn new positive coping skills, set more realistic boundaries, or just show up as a better version of yourself, BetterHelp is here to help. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so that you can do more of it. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can help you get there and BetterHelp can help you. Visit betterhelp.com slash weaning today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash weaning and get 10% off your first month. Number three, this one's kind of random. I should have done the normal stuff first so you guys keep listening till the end. Listen to the end, it gets really good. But the third one's kind of weird. It's an electric pancake maker. A lot of products that I ended up loving for my kitchen now that I have to cook all the time, I thought were gimmicky at first. I'll give you another example. This one's not on the list, but the pineapple core. I remember seeing like, dude, who does not know how to cut up a pineapple? Like I know how to cut up a pineapple and it's way cheaper for me to cut up a pineapple than to buy cut pineapple. And by the way, when you buy cut pineapple, like in the tidbits, like those are not the right size for your baby to eat. So you got to cut the pineapple yourself. But then our, our first au pair, Julia, she was from Germany. And when my twins were doing the 100 First Foods program, she helped me a lot with that. Like she would do all my filming. She like really liked cooking and stuff too. And she saw me, I guess she saw me struggling cutting a pineapple. So she bought me a pineapple core. And I was like, oh, I just need to be nice and use this. And then I used it. And I was like, oh my gosh, life changer. A pineapple core makes perfectly concentric pineapple rings, which you then cut right down the middle and they make these half moons that your baby can pick up and feed to themselves. It's like absolutely genius. So much like the electric pancake maker, when I registered, when I got married for like kitchen stuff, which I think I've been married for 11 years. So I wanted a pancake maker. No, I wanted a waffle maker. Sorry. I never wanted a pancake maker. When I was little, my mom would make pancakes and she would burn them. I was like, when I grew up, I'm never going to burn the pancakes. I burn pancakes all the time. The waffle maker that I bought came with pancake griddle inserts too. Like you pop the waffle griddle inserts out and you put the pancake ones in. I use it not every day that this is maybe false advertising on this episode. I probably use it every other day. I'm not making pancakes every day. We eat a lot of pancakes in our house, but I also make a lot of pancakes because a lot of the whole grains in the program, if families can't find like rye berries, for example, then I have a variation of the recipe where I use rye flour to make these rye flour pancakes. So again, it is an easy way, especially once your baby has passed egg, that you can make these pancakes and you drop them into the electric pancake maker. And it is freaking amazing is all I'll say. Cause you never will, I'll get a batch going. You never burn them. It beeps when it's ready. So I'll go do something else around the kitchen. Then it beeps and reminds me to come take the pancakes off. And they make perfectly concentric pancakes and nobody fights about the size of their pancake. So I'll put the link to the one I use. Again, it's also from Cuisinart. Um, and I just get it on Amazon. Well, I actually have never had to replace it 11 years later, but I probably recommended it to hundreds of people at this point. And I know you might be interested in it. So there's an Amazon link in the description if you want to check it out. Number four, an Instant Pot. 
I was very late to the Instant Pot game. I was like, this thing seems gimmicky. This thing seems dumb. I already have a slow cooker. I have a pressure cooker, neither of which I was ever using. I know so many families, and I know most of you listening are moms. And if you're married, you may have gotten an Instant Pot for your wedding and it's still in the box. So if you have an Instant Pot and you have a baby, the stars have aligned. You need to use one for the other. Use the Instant Pot for your baby. One of my favorite things to make in an Instant Pot is a whole chicken. It's literally the easiest thing in the world. This is Jenna Helvig taught me this. I don't know if you guys follow her. She used to be Real Baby Food. I think she changed her Instagram handle name. But she was like the former food editor, I think Real Simple Magazine. She also worked for Parents Magazine. She has uh, some sort of a baby cookbook for using an Instant Pot. She calls it a multi-cooker because Instant Pot, I think, is trademarked. But basically, if you have a multi-cooker, which is an Instant Pot, you take a whole chicken, you put it on the rack in the Instant Pot, you put one cup of water in it, you close it, you pressure cook it on high for 30 minutes. That's all. Like if you're intimidated by making a whole chicken, guys, I'll tell you what bugs me though, is buying a whole chicken costs more than buying a rotisserie chicken. You can't do rotisserie chicken for babies because there's way too much sodium in there. So you got to pay like a dollar or two extra, get the whole chicken, make it yourself. It's so freaking easy. Instant Pot is amazing. I also use my Instant Pot for things like hard boiled eggs. The 555 rule, I don't know if you've heard this. You put the rack in the Instant Pot, put your eggs in there, pressure cook it on high for five minutes, do five minutes of pressure release, and then put it in a bowl of ice water for five minutes. That's the third one. In 15 minutes, without messing it up, you've got perfect hard-boiled eggs. And make like I have the extra large Instant Pot. And I think I can make like 15 of eggs at one time in there. So I love the Instant Pot. If you have it, just get it out because you will use it either from the pressure cooker, the slow cooker things, um, even like making rice, even making yogurt. If you have Jenna Helwig's multi-cookbook for babies, again, I'll find the right title for that and put it in the description. She's got a great recipe in there for making yogurt. And people will be like, why would you make yogurt? Well, like yogurt's really expensive. And if you start with a little bit of yogurt and you use whole milk, you can actually make your own yogurt and it's way cheaper than actually buying yogurt. You have to buy the starter yogurt. And I've tried it a lot of times, but it wasn't until I used Jenna's recipe that I actually really got yogurt down in the Instant Pot. So that's number four. Number five, meat thermometer. Like an $8 meat thermometer from Amazon. I love these. Like, we have so many meat thermometers. My husband likes to grill. And then, you know, if you have like, um, not to be gender stereotypical, but like a guy in your life and you don't know what to buy for. I feel like everyone just buys them grilling stuff. Like Father's Day rolls around and gets like a ton of grilling stuff. I'm like, great. We have all of these thermometers that have like probes and Bluetooth and you need to plug in or they have a charger. I'm like, why can I please just have an analog $8 meat thermometer from Amazon? It's the best thing ever because it really is important, especially when you're making meats for your baby, that you're cooking them to the proper internal cooking temperature. I was just working on this beef chuck roast recipe that we have inside of the program it has lemongrass and it's really flavorful, super affordable to make, but it is very important that it cooks to the proper internal cooking temperature and you can't eyeball that. You need to confirm it. So just get an $8 analog meat thermometer off of Amazon. They're amazing. So the first five, mini loaf pan, food processor, electric pancake maker, instant pot, meat thermometer. Those are kind of like traditional kitchen tools. The next five are kind of baby specific. So once I get the food cooked, then what is helping to kind of streamline helping the baby have success at the table, becoming an independent eater. The first one is the easy peasy first foods set. I know a lot of parents get overwhelmed by baby gear and I am not an advocate for buying a bunch of junk you'll never need. You do need a suction mat or bowl if you're doing baby led weaning. We don't offer food right off of the table or right off of the tray. And I'll share an article that I wrote all about the benefits of using a suction mat or bowl and why it really does promote independent eating. If you're not sure what baby gear to buy and you're just starting out, the Easy Peasy First Food Set is amazing. It is one of their tiny bowls. So that's a five ounce portion. Okay, it's, it's small. I use it for like trying new purees. We don't 
put the puree in the baby's mouth, where we teach how to use the preloaded spoon approach. And the first food set not only comes with one of the tiny bowls, it comes with two of the easy peasy tiny spoons and one of their tiny cups. So their feeding expert at Easy Peasy, Dodd Wiegelman, she designed all of these products. They're developmentally appropriate for your baby, and they really help promote independent eating. So if you get the first food set, you get the two pack of the tiny spoons, you get the tiny cup, and you get the tiny bowl. That's the first thing that you'll need in order to help your baby you know, start learning how to dip and scoop using their spoon. That comes a little bit later. We use the preloaded spoon first, but starting around six months of age, they also can start practice drinking out of an open cup. And since we don't want to put the food directly on the table or the tray, having that suction bowl with that pliable silicone barrier, these are all 100% food grade silicone products. You can throw them in your dishwasher. They're incredibly durable. They'll last you for years. I have some of these products that I've had now for almost, I think, nine years, and they look as good and perform as good as the day that they were new. So number seven is the Easy Peasy Mini Mat. It's a three compartment mat. So starting in day three of baby led weaning, we start offering in the second half of a meal, a traditional plate that has three foods. So the way I kind of structure the meals in my baby led weaning program is for the first 10 minutes of the meal, we try the new food of the day on its own. And I usually will do that either out of the tiny bowl or the Easy Peasy Mini Bowl. So that new food of the day on its own, I'll give you the example of what food am I making today for a baby? Oh, we're doing coconut. So coconut rice pudding recipe. So the coconut rice pudding, I'll put in the tiny bowl. I'll put it, give it with the tiny spoon. So I'm working with a baby who's seven months of age now, offering the preloaded spoon, giving the baby that rice pudding for 10 minutes. And it's a coconut rice pudding. There's no added sugar in it, of course. Um, and it's using full fat coconut milk and unsweetened coconut threads as the way to introduce your baby to the new food coconut. So I'll do that for the first 10 minutes. And then the second 10 minutes of the meal, I'll swap in and bring in an easy peasy mini mat, that three compartment mat. And I'll put the new food of the day, which is that coconut rice pudding there. So that's the second exposure for that baby. And then in the two smaller portion pockets, the mini mat has a four ounce portion pocket, kind of looks like a smile. So the mouth part, the smile part is four ounces. And then the two eye sockets are two, two ounce portions. And so in the smaller eye socket portions, I'll put a small serving of fruit or vegetable and then a small serving of protein. And those are from previous days. So there's two familiar foods going onto the plate plus one new food from the day, that coconut rice pudding. Okay. And so then for the second 10 minutes of the meal, the baby will eat out of the mini mat. They're getting a second exposure to the new food plus reintroduction of what are now familiar foods from previous days. So that easy peasy mini mat, that's like the original silicone suction mat. I absolutely love that product starting in day three of baby led weaning because we're starting to kind of roll into this building a whole balanced baby led weaning plate because your baby doesn't just eat the new food of the day. We also need to be incorporating the familiar foods from previous days. The mini mat really kind of helps set the stage for that. So all of the easy peasy products, if you want to check them out, my affiliate discount code KD10 works for 10% off at easypeasyfun.com. I recommend the first food set and the mini mat. Products eight and nine are both from the same company called Bapron Baby. I know a lot of you guys are interested in minimizing the mess. Baby led weaning is messy. Learning how to eat is a messy experience. It is a full sensory experience and getting messy and smushing and smashing and sniffing and putting the food in their hair. That's actually all part of the full sensory experience that is learning how to eat. And while I know a lot of you may be frustrated by the mess, it is an important foundational concept for your baby to be able to touch the food, to feel the food. Again, incorporating all of those senses. I just did a whole episode on incorporating your baby's five senses when starting solid foods. And I was surprised because I didn't think people would be that interested in it, but the downloads are really high on that episode. So I'll share that one again. I think it's just kind of like easing parents' fear, especially if you're type A, like I'm type A, I don't like a mess. But at the end of the day, I 
do want my child to learn how to eat food by themselves and like all the foods that I'm making. So I need to let them get messy in the meantime. My goal is not to prevent the mess, but my goal is to minimize the mess. So I have two tools that I use from the company, Bapron Baby. The first one is what's called the Bapron Bib. So that is a bib for baby led weaning. A Bapron is a hybrid between an apron and a bib. It's designed by Kelsey Larson. She's the founder of Bapron Baby. It's a mom-owned company based out of Arizona. Kelsey uses this amazing waterproof fabric to make the bibs. I love them because they're not full coverage. When Sometimes you hear full coverage bibs, and those are bibs that, that are long sleeve, these kind of like tent-like contraptions, which I do not like because they severely restrict and limit your baby's range of motion. I don't like the heavy silicone bibs that can weigh up to a pound and really weigh your baby's neck down when they're eating. I don't like the bibs with the trough because they act as a barrier. The baby can't get all the way up to the table because that the trough there is bumping against the table or their tray. So I want your baby to have free range of motion. So I like a really lightweight bib. I like that the Bapron bibs are purposely sleeveless. Again, so your baby has that full range of motion, but they tie in the back underneath your baby's collarbone. So then it's not that uncomfortable sensory experience where it's tying up in their neck like some of the other traditional bibs do. Not to mention that when your baby gets a little bit older, they just rip those bibs right off. But with the Bapron baby, they can't get it off. And I love the waterproof material that Kelsey makes her products out of. The bib's a little bit on the pricier side. It's around $20, but it's totally worth it to buy one $20 bib than to have to buy like $15, $5 bibs that are going to get destroyed in the washing machine or that going to disintegrate. They're not made out of the best quality. The waterproof material Kelsey uses, it's so magical because after each meal, you can just rinse the apron bib under your faucet, hang it on your drain board, and then it's ready to go for the next meal. She sent me a bunch of these when my quadruplets were doing baby led weaning. And it's like, you know, they get to the point where they're eating three meals a day times four babies. Like, I'm sorry, I don't want to buy 12 bibs. I don't want to have to wash 12 bibs a day. I had four bibs and I would just wash them in the sink in my kitchen and hang them on the drain board and they would dry quickly and be ready for the next meal. Hey, we're going to take a quick break, but I'll be right back. Besides baby led weaning, what other type of podcasts do you like to listen to? Well, if you're into true crime and you also dig traveling, I want to tell you about a new podcast you are going to love. The new podcast is called Slaycation, and it's a darkly humorous look at murders and mysterious deaths that all take place on vacation. So the show is hosted by a true crime fanatic and her comedy writer husband, and he has a TV producing partner. So Slaycation brings a totally unique perspective to chilling, thrilling, what the heck stories of vacations gone horribly wrong from the twisted tale of Harold and Tony Henthorne, whose romantic anniversary in the Rocky Mountains ended with one of them falling off a cliff, to Angelica and Vincent, their two recently engaged lovebirds, whose Hudson Valley kayaking adventure ended up underwater. Every episode of Slaycation will have you asking, accident or murder? But it's not just the stories that will intrigue you. I think you're going to love the discussion between the longtime married couple and the business partners. They also happen to be an Emmy-nominated TV producers. Every episode of Slaycation also includes humor and takeaway and travel tips that are going to keep your next family vacation from becoming your last. So if you're ready to pack your body bags, Slaycation is available on all major podcast platforms. Search for Slaycation on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. The ninth product on my list is also from Bapron. It's their Splash Mat. So this is a large piece of the same waterproof material that she makes the bibs out of that goes underneath your high chair. And I love the Bapron Baby Splash Mats. They are clean. So you put them underneath the high chair. And then if your baby drops the food, especially at the beginning, they drop 
quite a lot of food because they're still learning what to do with it. You can pick it up from the clean splash mat and recycle it back up onto the baby's mat or the bowl, helping in that way to reduce food waste. I also use them for traveling or eating on the go because the material packs up really, really small. Like I feel like I've tried every single splash mat out there and some of them are really cool, but they're like so super heavy that you would like never carry them around. Like they're great for being in your house if you never have to pick them up. But the splash mats from Bapron are so lightweight. You can just fold it all up, put it right back in your diaper bag if you're out at grandma's house or the park or whatever. You also can just toss it right into your washing machine. I have a black one that you probably see in a lot of my pictures and videos that I've had for eight years at this point. I wash it in the washing machine a couple times a week. And again, it's as good as the day that I got it. So I'm into buying a product that's going to last you for a while. And sometimes I'll when families are like starting baby led weaning with their second baby and like, okay, what do you need? What? Like, no, I already have a splash mat from the last baby. I have bibs from the last baby. It's like, you can reuse these things for your subsequent babies, which is nice. All right. Number 10 on the list. Also speaking to those of you who are stressed about the mess, something that I use every day to simplify feeding babies is more about cleaning up after the mess. And that is having a good quality, non-toxic household cleaner. Okay. The mess is an issue. I know that. But I also know that cleaning up the wet food mess as soon as that meal is done is tantamount to my sanity, right? Like I cannot deal with dry food mess. I did it the other day. Baby Ezra was over and we were doing tahini. So that was his ninth allergenic food. So on week nine, we were doing this thinned out tahini recipe and they left and like something distracted me or my other kids came home. And then like two hours later, I went over to the table where the baby had been and it was like, freaking cement all over the table. And I was like, oh, if I had only cleaned this up two hours ago. So I use a brand of household cleaners called Branch Basics. And I love Branch Basics. I've had their founders on my podcast. I've been on their podcast. I like their products because they actually get the baby led weaning mess out. So I never recommend a product that I don't personally use in my own home, both in my nutrition feeding practice for babies and with my own seven kids. The Branch Basics are amazing. They use the same non-toxic soap concentrate to make like six or seven different household cleaners. So there's a glass cleaner. There's a hand soap that we use a lot. They have an all-purpose cleaner, a bathroom cleaner. They're just different levels of concentration. I kind of use the bathroom cleaner, which is the heaviest one on my baby led weaning food mess. But I love that these products not only smell good, okay, without all of the chemicals, but they actually get the mess out. And so if you want to check out Branch Basics, They have a starter kit, so you can get like glass bottles or plastic bottles. We're really trying to use less plastic in our house, but I was a little nervous about glass bottles. However, I've gotten their glass bottle starter set a number of times for like different friends. I got my mom, I got my sister hooked. They have bumpers on the glass bottles. So even if your kids drop them on the floor, they don't break. I've never broken a Branch Basics glass bottle. And now my kids, like they love to fill up. You use your your own water at your own house. You can use like distilled. You can use regular water. I found especially the glass cleaner works better with like the filtered water that we drink out, we use from our drinking fountain, filtered water, then you put a little bit of the soap concentrate in it. That's the other thing. Like I was buying Windex for years. It's like like five bucks a bottle. When you make the glass cleaner from Branch Basics, you fill it up 99.99% of water from your own house. And then you put like two drops of the concentrate in it. And that's what's in the glass cleaner. And I was like, it ends up being way cheaper, not to mention better for the environment, better for the removal of toxins from your house, and they actually get stuff clean. So if you want to get the starter kits, my affiliate code KD15 works for, I think that's 15% off of the starter kits at branchbasics.com. So I'll link up all the products one more time, the 10 things that are really saving my, you know what, in the kitchen. I'll go backwards. Branch Basics, non-toxic household cleaners, Bapron Baby Splash Mats, Bapron Baby Bibs, 
If you want to check out the Bayburn products, if you go to BaybrunBaby.com for the bibs and the splash mats, my code KD10 works there, but they're also on the easy peasy site. And that same code KD10 works there. If you want to like consolidate your easy peasy order with um, some of the bibs and the splash mats, KD10 is the code. I like the easy peasy mini mat. That's the three compartment suction mat. I like the easy peasy first food set. That's the one that has the bowl, two spoons and a cup. You need a meat thermometer, get the $8 one off of Amazon and instant pot. If you already have one, get it out. If you don't love cooking and you're like, I don't want to buy a lot of stuff from my kitchen, get an instant pot because it is so versatile and will serve you well beyond the baby phase as well. The electric pancake maker, it feels a little luxury, but trust me, if you make waffles and pancakes, you're going to love this thing. A minus from Cuisinart, food processor, also Cuisinart. And then the mini loaf pan, just the eight, 10, or if you're feeling spicy and want to triple all of these batches, you can get the 24 mini loaf pan off of Amazon. I'll link it all up in the description and in the show notes for this episode, which you can find at blwpodcast.com forward slash 385. Thank you so much to our partners at Airwave Media. If you guys like podcasts that feature food and science and using your brain, check out some of the podcasts from Airwave. We're online at blwpodcast.com. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next time.